Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether they're our corner stores or coffee spots or favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. Right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor. Next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses. And look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome to our post-game edition of The Walkout. I hear that podcast growling on The Athletic, Paulina Jr. and Jay Morrison. I am in Cincinnati. Jay is in are you, are you in like a like a like a hallway in Cleveland right now? Where where are you? Yeah, I'm in the elevator lobby, like pretty far away from the press box. I'm trying not to to distract the people that are doing their own podcast and writing their own stories right now. Yeah, there's not as many places to go and maybe be in a quiet place and hide anymore because you can't go too many places in these stadiums which is which is partially why i'm in cincinnati because uh <laughs> there's really not a whole lot of reason to uh to travel much we won't get into that we'll talk about the game uh and about where this leaves the bengals and uh i wonder uh how if they have enough ice for joe burrow post game like the guy winged it 61 times and he took a whole lot of hits. This was one of those games that is the just the absolute recipe for ruining a rookie quarterback. It is. I mean, you wonder how how many times they can keep doing this and how many times they're going to have to do this. I mean, you. yeah, you want to be more balanced. You want to run the ball, but they, they were unable to do it tonight. And you you just you wonder every time he takes off and runs every time the the offensive line breaks down and he takes a shot is is that going to be the one that's 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 going to do it i mean i i i imagine the entire fan base is holding their breath every time he drops back and there's there's someone in his face and that's a lot it is a whole lot it's uh i mean i he's he probably took you count runs and knockdowns i mean it was it was up in the double digits on knockdowns plus all the times he ran add that on to the punishment we saw him take particularly in the first half on sunday a guy who wanted to feel like what it felt like to get hit in the nfl has taken too many of them already way too many of them and and it's not that it wasn't the right thing to throw and it's not that it isn't the right thing to be in the empty set and have him out there running this up-tempo stuff and it's that's that's really in a vacuum that's fine it's of these types of games where you're playing from behind and, you know, because your defense can't stop a thing because they just get blown off the ball. And it's just 2019 Bengals defense, really 2018 Bengals defense, 2017 Bengals defense, whatever, you know, over and over again. And and you put this guy back there and say, you know what, we're going to set Joe Burrow back there with five offensive linemen who aren't that great in front of him. And we're going to do it 60 times, and they're going to know the pass is coming. 
It's just not how you take care of a rookie in this league. And Joe Burrow, you got to be reminded is, is he, he is a rookie because he does not play like it. He has not, you don't get a feeling watching him like, oh man, rookie football here. There's moments, but not as many, not many. Um, but you wonder how many games you can play like this where you fall behind. Your defense can't stop anybody. You're having to throw it. They know it's coming. You're in the empty. And it's Burrow taking hits, Burrow taking hits, Burrow scrambling, getting pushed out of bounds. It's tough. And it is not a winning philosophy for them in the short term or the long term. Yeah, here's the numbers. He uh, Three sacks, seven quarterback hits, and he rushed seven times and took hits on most of those. Even even his one slide was a little awkward, and I, he kind of went head first and still took a little contact on that. Uh, you don't worry about them ruining him mentally. It's the, you know, the common phrase, he's been Bengalized. I don't think – well, that certainly hasn't happened yet, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's, he's too strong-headed for that. But, yes, you absolutely worry that, that, that he – can he withstand the – the physical wear and tear. I mean, you, you talk about rookies hitting a rookie wall. If he's going throwing 60 times a game, that rookie wall is coming in October. And I don't think, you know, it, I, most games shouldn't go the way where you're throwing it 61 times. But, you know, when you're running 88 plays and, and you're gaining five and a half yards, I mean, it's just all underneath. They had one, they threw it 61 times, but they had one, completion over 20 yards one and it was the touchdown to cj uzama i mean it's their inability to get explosive forces them to try to make these 14 15 play drives and to burrow's credit i mean he's out there moving them uh but when you do that and then you come around and the other team just shoves it down your throat with ease you got to convert five fourth downs to get what they got tonight. And the other team just goes out there with the game on the line and runs it three times for 66 yards <laughs> and shoves it down your face. Um, it's demoralizing. And it's just, to me, the main takeaway of of this loss tonight, which is yet another in the uh, one possession loss. I guess we're going to count that um, with the backdoor cover here tonight. Um, is It's just, there's just so many issues and it all eventually falls onto Joe Burrow's shoulders is where they're at already in his second game. In the very first play, they tried to go over the top and they're a replay review away from hitting that. And then, then where was that the, the rest of the game? You, you, you talked about, they had the one pass over 20 yards. The Browns had six plays over 20 yards and three of them were runs. It, it was just, I guess the good news is that that Joe Burrow has shown that he he can do this, that he can rally a team. He can answer over and over and over again. And if they can fix this defense, not not even fix it, but just slightly, not slightly, but figure out a way not to give up 200 yards on the ground. What was last week? 155. I mean, get that down to a more manageable number, and, and maybe Joe only has to come back once in a game, if that. Uh, but that is encouraging that he is he has shown that ability to to answer because we, we talked about after the opener last year where it's the positive loss and what what happens in week two and last year they they lay a total egg against the 49ers and in, in week two that this game wasn't like that it maybe last year's team that that may have happened 
uh, getting getting scored on early and, and just falling apart. And because of Joe Burrow, that didn't happen this year. And it always felt like they were one stop away from being right back in the game and possibly taking the lead. And the, the defense just could never get that one stop. Yeah, I mean, really the most telling moment is is five and a half left. You get the touchdown. You're down five. It's 28-23. And everybody in the building knows what the Browns want to do. They want to come out. They want to hand the ball to Chubb and Hunt and try to run five minute and end the thing, bleed it down, maybe even end it taking a knee. And they run three times for 66 yards. They don't even have to throw it. They just run the ball down the field and shove it in the end zone. We had DJ Reader after the game on the Zoom, and you know he basically talked about how it, that was just a, the other team almost disrespectfully just saying we're going to shove the rock down your throat, and the you know the kind of the really almost the demoralizing nature of that, and and how this loss shook them to their core that way, and he's really an embarrassing type of thing for a guy who is charged with being the run stopper and and we spend a lot of time talking about Joe Burrow as we should understandably so but leading into this game you know it really felt like this was going to be the night for all the money spent on defense to show up the free agency money that everyone talked about the fix of the defense making it better the things that we had thought we'd seen in the opener coming to fruition if they were going to win this game. And that was the case. And <laughs> that that is what they needed. And they didn't have it. And that's really a tough pill to swallow right now. It's early. There's a lot of pieces playing together for the first time. But they signed Von Bell, Josh Bynes, Mackenzie Alexander, DJ Reader, all of these guys with stopping the run in mind guys that could tackle in space they featured the ability to stop the run and this team just got whooped running the ball down their throat with all those guys out there that is demoralizing and it makes you wonder what they'll have to do to get it fixed or how they get it fixed and i don't i don't know if 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 they do because the chargers did the same thing to them in the second half um on sunday and it looked a whole lot like 2019 out there yeah, uh, leading tackler tonight, Jesse Bates with 10. When your single high safety is leading you in tackles, that is a major problem. And I think he missed about four, too. So True. throw that on top of everything else. All right, Jay, let's step aside for a moment to hear from some of our partners, and then we'll be back for the rest of the show. This is The Athletic's Shield Kapadia here to tell you about Liquid IV. Nobody likes to feel dehydrated. Maybe you get a little bit of a headache, dry mouth. You just don't feel like yourself. But believe it or not, dehydration still occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Maybe you use it after a really intense workout. Maybe you went out socially distanced with friends and had a couple extra beers the night before. That's where Liquid IV comes in. It is healthier than those sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Plus, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Liquid IV is donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. 
Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. Look, Fubo TV is out there for you. If you're looking for answers and uh, affordable ways and the time of the cord cutter, this might be the one for you. You can get the standard base plan with two screens at once or a family plan where three people can watch at once. You can get 15% off your first month with 30 hours of DVR. Get local broadcasts, get NBC Sports, all kinds of stuff. This is, could be the way to go for you. So with the NFL season happening now, FUBO.TV will not disappoint. Stay updated on your favorite teams as well as local broadcast news. Go to FUBOTV.com slash athletic today and get 15% off your first month. You won't regret it. That's FUBOTV.com slash athletic. Start your first month today. Those are to me. That's the uh, the ten thousand foot view. I've got a couple of micro things that I want to just dive into real quick um, here in the post game, and that is, I, I don't, I don't want to overreact to this, but tonight and really now for two games, um, we've watched AJ Green. Uh, Tonight, he gets targeted 13 times. He has three receptions for 29 yards. So I, I go back to, in we actually talked about this game recently, uh, opener in New York against the Jets a few years back, 16. A.J. Green talked about one of his favorite games. He torches Darrell Revis. And it felt like the end of Darrell Revis. It was like, it felt like the the guy is, we've, we saw... Okay, this is going to be the end of Darrell Revis. This is what his twilight's going to look like. I had flashbacks to that tonight the other way, watching Denzel Ward own A.J. Green. Watch A.J. not get separation. Watch A.J. not be able to come up with balls that you see him normally come up with. I was having flashbacks to that, and I thought that a little bit in the opener. Uh, and partially there is going to be some need for chemistry. I mean, Burrow and Green have not even hardly practiced together, much less. They probably had more games together than real practices together. Um, so there, that's going to take time to develop. Uh, am I overreacting or do you think that there maybe is something to that wondering, are we seeing lost a step AJ Green or is this just a couple of games of needing to get chemistry with Burrow? Uh, I think it is lost a step, A.J. Green, because it, it's not like he's wearing down as the game goes on and, and he's not got his, his wind back from not really being in football shape and not playing football. I mean, he's, he's not playing. He's off the field quite a bit in big spots. He, it, it, it should not be the fact that he is gassed or, or tired or whatever you want to call it. He's, he's – even early in the game, yeah, the, the first ball was he got behind him and, and that was close to a, a shot over the top. He was just barely out of bounds. But but after that, even routes where you see him get easy separation, he's he's just draped. And there, there was one where he was open and the ball went off of his hands. And it's just – you just you don't see that from A.J. Green or we, we didn't used to. Um, so it's 
you want to give him the benefit of the doubt and, and say it is just a slow start to the season and maybe maybe it is the chemistry element, but it's not happening with, with other guys. I mean, A.J. missed a lot of practice, but but Joe seems to to get hooked up with these guys pretty quickly, and he has a good connection with guys. Like Drew Sample tonight, nine, nine targets, seven catches. Um, he, it's re- it is pretty stunning to see 13 targets, three catches for AJ Green, and don't want to write him out, write him off just yet. But that you're right, that is it is very concerning that this is where he's at after two games, and he has not been a difference maker whatsoever. No, you're just not used to seeing it. You just always kind of believe in AJ Green and 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 believe that he'll make every play, and it it makes it stand out when he doesn't make every play. And then when you have a, see a game like this, it really makes you wonder. I mean, I've always felt watching him. There's never a corner that you're concerned if he's one on one against, or you feel like he's going to get the better of him consistently over a game, especially one where he gets 13 targets. So to see it again, I agree with you. I, I'm not riding AJ Green off. I think there's a lot of factors here from a guy who missed almost all preseason hasn't played in a year and a half a lot of rust to knock off new new quarterback there's a lot of reasons that you can explain away what is happening i'm just tucking this away with that note in the back of my head of okay worth monitoring if aj green pulls out of this funk because it 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 makes you wonder if it's a physical thing or if it's all the other factors i just mentioned we'll monitor that Here's another one for you, and I'll stick in the same milieu, if you will, uh, and that is a team that throws the ball 61 times. How many receptions by John Ross tonight? Uh, same as me. <laughs> That's right. Zero receptions by John Ross coming off a game where he had a critical drop and a false start and a bobble, and you know, two targets and one where uh, Burrow was under pressure, just looking for someone to drop, drop it down to. And, and, you know, John's not even looking for it. Ball just goes behind or whatever. Not ideal. And, you know, if you were looking for the John Ross breakout, um, he has not instilled confidence over the first two weeks. And this on a day where Auden Tate, was uh, left as a healthy scratch. So we've got A.J. Green wondering if he's lost a step. John Ross, who we throw it 61 times and doesn't even get a single catch, and we wonder when we'll see the next one from him. Auden Tate, who has enough confidence from the coaching staff uh, to be left as a healthy scratch. This position that we thought was deep, that they thought was very deep, um, has a lot of questions all over it as far as I'm concerned right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we saw T. Higgins race right past John Ross tonight. He, he T didn't have a great game, but he made he made some plays. There were there was one where, where Joe scrambled. I think it was a third and ten. Great play. Joe, maybe best play and maybe Joe's best throw tonight. Yeah. He kept it alive. He ran to the sideline, threw it right before he got to the sideline, uh, hit Higgins. That was Higgins' first career catch. Um, and then that really kind of got him going. He only had three for thirty five, but I, I I'll be interesting to see the snap counts when they come out in the morning because I, I feel like he was out there a lot more than John was tonight. And I, I think we see it two games in. He, T. Higgins has already passed John Ross as the number three receiver on this team. 
Yeah, there's no, I mean, that, that seems to, to be the case. And we, we talked about this on the pod last week about wondering what this will do for the trust, uh, after what happened, um, in the opener, specifically with the ball in the back of the end zone. Uh, but anyway, um, you, you mentioned that the trust I did, the, the, the other target to John, the one where he wasn't looking for it. The other one, I, it, it was right in my line of sight. Uh, it was a fairly, it was early and it was, um, a deep left and he threw it before John even got out of the break. And I can't remember which DB it was, but he made a good play on it. But I, I, I took that as an encouraging sign that, that he still, that Joe Burrow still has trust in John Ross to run that route right because he, he threw it before he even came out of his break. And if, if Ross is a little slow and getting his head around or coming out of that break, that's an interception the other way. So I, I did take that as a positive sign that the trust is still there. But then after the scramble play you mentioned where Ross was fairly open and wasn't even looking for the ball, maybe, <laughs> maybe the trust took another hit there. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of things took a hit tonight. Most of them, Joe Burrow, and uh, and that to me, that's a takeaway. You know, nice Joe comes out, and people are going to talk about you know three hundred sixteen yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, but five point two yards per attempt, and a whole lot of bang on him. And uh, you know, they run the ball at two point eight yards per carry, a second straight week with uh, not much coming from Joe Mixon in the running game. He was better in the passing game. Um, to be honest with you, he had four for 40, all that came in the first half. They never threw it to him again in the second half. Um, there, Look, if, if this team can't stop the run at all, it's going to be a long year. And you might be looking at three and 13 again, two and 14 again, you know, in that range again. If, if, if they can't figure that, that out, that part of things out. And look, you can tell me all you want to about Geno Atkins and Mike Daniels. That ain't changing life. Okay. They, they can come in and be good. But that's not going to change what's happening out there right now, okay? Uh, th- those guys are not going to come in and be God. It reminds me of like every year when they'd be getting run over, but you'd be waiting for Vontez Burford to come back off his suspension and fix everything. He's not superhuman. He wasn't going to come in and do that. I say the same thing about Geno Atkins or Mike Daniels at this point. I mean, we can you can make all the excuses you want. There's only so many excuses to be made for 35 carries for 215 yards and 6.1 yards per carry. Chubb at 5.6 per. Kareem Hunt at 8.6 per. And they shoved it down your throat when everybody knew that was what they were going to do. That's demoralizing and pretty disgusting. And, you know, at what point will this change? I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that it's just, that's just, it's as simple as that. Like, I, I don't know what changes this dramatically other than the, the team having to endure a year of a lot of this type of stuff and then have, you know, having to fix it again in the next off season, because th- this was a, a demoralizing performance by the defense to be certain. And the, the, the odd thing is we saw this last week against the Chargers, the fourth and twos, the goal line stand, another goal line stand tonight. First and goal at the one, maybe it was the two they started at, and they hold them, not to a field goal, they hold them completely without a stop. And it's almost like when their backs are against the wall in those short yardage situations, they they are really good when the odds are against them. But then out in the middle of the field, it's just it's just a free-for-all. And, and you're right, that that, that, when they, that series when they started – 
5.55 left in the game and just back-to-back huge runs to get down in your – you're like, okay, well, now they're already in field goal position. The defense just has to bow up like we've seen them do last year, hold them to a field goal. It's an eight-point game. And then here's Joe Burrow on the stage again to, to stage this miracle comeback. And it, it, it was almost like they had quit at that point because they – once the, the Browns got down there, they just kept running it, running it. It was like two or three or four more plays and ends up in a one-yard touchdown run that seals the game. You said it. It really felt like they went – I mean, they, they went out there and almost, almost kind of quit at the end. They just they just didn't want it enough. And that's it's part of what DJ Reader talked about after the game and building a culture and all this stuff and needing to fix that. We'll see how much instilling of the culture happens now as the defense needs to kind of seek some answers and find a team that's got a little bit more um, tenacity to itself um, in, in the fourth quarter of games and really all games. So – uh, that'll wrap us up. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of conclude it at that. So some people can maybe go to bed, uh, at some point, but, uh, we will be back, um, early next week, um, with hear that podcast ground, the big addition as they get ready for Philadelphia. Outside of that, keep it locked into, uh, everything on the athletic. We'll have all your, your coverage throughout the weekend about this couple of calls from this game. Uh, so, I hope you are subscribed. If not, uh, we'd love to have you along still doing just the uh, $1 per month deal. Uh, So you can come join us if you want to do it. Now is a great time to do it. So anyway, Jay, have a safe drive back. Uh, Hope you enjoyed your trip to Cleveland. I wish I was sharing a great lake with you after the game. But uh, otherwise, I will uh, talk to you next time on Hear the Podcast Growling.